Welcome to the Prenda Family Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Crapo, and the purpose of this podcast is to talk about the components of empowerment in a conversational, inspirational, and real way. And speaking of conversational, inspirational, and real, our guest speaker today is none other than my good friend and colleague, Seda Gilbert. And Seda is one of those people who doesn't even try to inspire, but she does. She tells great stories that not only make you smile, but also teach you profound lessons. I'll give you one quick example. A couple weeks ago, we were on a team meeting and uh, she just said this one thing about how she appreciated so much how her kids reminded her of what's real in her life. And she wasn't even trying to inspire me, you guys, but she did. And what, when she said that, it just stuck with me. And later on that day, when I was with my kids, I had that moment of realization. And I, I looked at one of my kids and I, and I looked into his big brown eyes and his big black eyelashes. And I just said, thank you for being real in my life. So Seda is just one of those people who has great stories and great takeaways. So without further ado, Seda, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. And let's be real about what happened in that moment. Can I just clarify? Sure. So we were we were in a meeting and my three-year-old, while I was trying to talk about, I don't know, I was probably trying to be professional because, you know, we were in a work-related meeting and my three-year-old was right outside of eye range. She had helped herself to the refrigerator and walked over into our Zoom with our container of Parmesan cheese and a bowl because Zoom waits for no hungry three-year-old, right? And she decided she needed to eat nothing but Parmesan cheese in a bowl. And we have to applaud her like self-efficacy, right? That's great. And she was hungry and there it was. What are you going to do but feed your kid and also try to keep talking? And that was the realness. So there we go. <laughs> well, you know, I, I think we need to embroider that somewhere. Zoom waits for no hungry three-year-old. It's the truth. So Emily, thank you for having me. And I would just like to share another truth. My truth is that sometimes doing Prenda with my kids is really hard. So there's my realness. And having had this opportunity to go through this beautiful experience with my kids and my whole family, I wanted to share a story about, about this. Because again, Here's the thing. I worry all the time doing Prenda, even though this was a choice I made, this was a choice my family made. We sought this out and finding Prenda was like a breath of of fresh air. It was like being in a place where I finally could breathe. And more importantly than that, it was a place where I watched my kids breathe, right? This is why we do this. This is why we've chosen this. And yet... There's a part of me that worries all the time, that even with all of the beautiful resources we have, everything I've read, everything we talk about, somehow I'm going to mess something up. Somehow I am going to miss something and my kids are going to leave Prenda at the end of eighth grade and they will have like never written a five paragraph essay or somehow they won't know how to read a map and, or I don't know, right? Like, I don't know, something will happen and I will have missed something. And even though this was a choice and it's a choice I happily make every day, 
there's still that voice in the back of my head that tells me that things are supposed to look a certain way. And so for me, I have to quiet that voice a little bit every day. And none of that was actually my story. That's just a whole lot of preface, I guess. Hey, that's much needed preface. We've all been there. I'm so glad that you're being real with us. <laughs> well, there we go. Have a bowl of Parmesan cheese. Bowl of Zoom waits for no hungry three-year-old. There you go. <laughs> right. So, okay. So here's the actual story. A couple of weeks ago, my oldest was once again choosing to not engage in school time. And instead, what she was choosing to do was be outside. She was throwing a basketball onto our mini trampoline. And then she was running as fast as she could to try to jump herself onto the trampoline, leap over the little stability bar, and catch the basketball on the other side. It was terrifying and awesome. (laughs) Because no broken bones, please. Right? Right. So... (laughs) So here we are, and she's doing it over and over. The run, okay, no, first first was the throw, then was the run, then there was the, like, leap over the bar, and stability bar, that thing is not named correctly because that was not a stable device. So there was, like, a lot of wobble after the leap and then the try to catch, and it was, so I'm like, my kid has to do school. We have to go in, right? And so I'm standing sort of off to the side because also I don't want to get hit by a basketball or by my flying child. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to collaborate with her. So mid leap, I'm like, wow, I can see this is really important to you. We also have this stuff that we want to do. And um, how can we work this out? Right. And Emily, I'm trying to collaborate. What am I doing wrong? Seda, I would say the first thing that you missed there was uh, the first step of empathy. Yeah. So there was that I was not empathizing. Like, I was trying, but it was really like, let's rush through empathy. Oh, yeah, empathize, 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 but get to my point. I want to get to my point, right? right. Let's come right. to a so solution that. here. Yeah. yeah. Also, I was trying to do collaborative problem solving while she was still in motion. So you can't, like, yell at someone across a large space and be like, collaborate with me solve the problem right so obviously that didn't work sure you have to be in the same space and and empathy requires slowing down right so so how how can you how can you truly collaborate with someone when they're still in in midair in (laughs) literally literally in motion yes so obviously that didn't work so then I tried to a little bit Daniel Tiger this is really fun it's almost time to stop so choose one more thing to do right? That was fun, but now we're done. Yeah. She was not about that either. So by the time I tried those two things and I'm like, oh, but my kid has to do school, right? My kid has to do school. Then I got a little bit cranky and um, that was not effective either. Being like, you have to stop that, right? I mean, clearly that's building connection right from the first shout. Just Building connection and and building so much love for school, right? Stop this amazing thing right now and let's get in and get to work. Right, exactly. Like, stop the fun. I have really unpleasant stuff for you to do inside. So, So none of this is working, right? And so this is my moment. And when these things happen to me and I... I literally feel myself get flushed. Like, I can feel myself get hot. 
when I know like that's a great sign for me that I'm out of bounds and I'm out of balance. This isn't about my kid who is just like, I don't know, auditioning for the Harlem Globetrotters over there and doing some full on circus stuff. Like she's amazing. And so what I have to do in those moments is I have to step back and I have to get out of my way. And I have to remember, like you said, empathy requires slowing down and I have to make space. And when I do that, usually in those moments, I can look around and I can find where learning is happening. So pop quiz number two for you. What was my kid learning while she was hurtling herself after a very large, somewhat hard object? Well, before I answer that pop quiz number two, I I just want to point out something that you said that I love. And it was your mindfulness of this is what I felt. And I feel flushed, physically flushed. And that's a good cue for me that something within me is off, right? That something within me is is now irregulated and I need to slow down and take another look at this, right? So definitely wanted to point that out. We all have something. For me, my jaw gets really tight. Totally. That's That's a good place. Oh, yeah. Right there. Right there. Yep. Yep. So to talk about your pop quiz here. Well, you know, she I'd vote for her for next Harlem Globetrotters. (laughs) But what I would say from from what you said in the story that she was doing, I would say that she's learning sequencing. Yeah. I would say she's learning cause and effect. I would say there's angles in throwing the ball and jumping over the stability bar, I'd say there's definitely some physiology there, how to move my body, a lot of gross motor, a lot of um, trial and error. And I would also say just, just bigger picture learnings. It sounds to me like she kept trying again and again and again to get that right. So tenacity and persistence, which man, don't we all want don't we all want to develop that in our kids, right? Exactly. Totally. And that's it, right? So what I have to do for myself, and I'm a list person, so I actually have to write these things down. Because for me, and we definitely, I want to I pause and say we definitely have days that look like more traditional learning. And they are beautiful days. Mm-hmm. I would love to tell you sometime about our artist study about Marc Chagall and um, how that wound up being, what would Mark Chagall paint if he lived in the Sonoran Desert? And my kindergartner like blew my mind. Anyway, that was like a beautiful, more traditional looking day. But this day, and we have these days and they're balanced. And so when these days happen where school doesn't look exactly like school, it's me making these lists that help remind me that it's okay. Because again, it's my voice in the back of my head And I realize that we're a podcast and I talk with my hands. And so it's not useful for me to be pointing at the back of my head right now, but I am anyway. So it's, it's my voice back there that tells me that we have to do certain things a certain way. And it's that voice, that little critical voice that I'm stilling because that's about me. And it's not about my kid who was doing phenomenal learning during this time. And again, that list of what she learned, 
that beautiful sequence thing. I start here, I do this, I do that, I do this to get to the outcome. And isn't again, isn't that something we all want? We're doing goal setting. Here's where I want to be. How do I work my way? Right. And yeah, she did it. Okay. Honestly, it was a little bit much that she did it for several days because basketballs are loud, but it was beautiful with that persistence. And yeah, angles. She's learning geometry. She's learning physics. How does this come down? How do I increase my speed? And when I have the presence of mind to recognize these moments, then it also gives me a way to connect deeper learning to my kids' interests. So that's my next thing is when I'm not shouting at her so that she has to come inside and when I do collect myself, then I can offer opportunities. Hey, would you like to talk about this? Do you want to talk about maybe what might change if you changed up your angle? And when I offer those opportunities to my kids, again, they can take it or leave it. And even though I want to go down this path, they might not write in that moment. But what might happen is that they work it out and they come back to it. And that's always like a, a parenting moment. And we all have them, right? Where they loop back or you see the learning happen. And then in your head, you're like arms raised, Rocky style at the top of the steps. Like, yes, yes, this happened. It's happening. And on the outside, you're just like, yeah, that's cool. That's great. Well done. Awesome. Right? because we don't want to make it a huge deal for our kids. You know, as you're saying that, Seda, a couple of things are coming up for me. And and the first one is that is her create that day, right? She is so yeah. being creative. And if you hopped in there and said, I wonder if we threw, if you threw the ball that way, what would happen? Then you're also collaborating too. So yeah. just jumping in and saying, hey, looks like this is our create and collaborate today. Let's dive into this, right? And then um, another thing that's coming up for me is this question of what are we really doing here? Because, and I'm a list person too, man, I live by lists and I'm not saying lists are bad. Lists, lists help me to just be organized and have, have an idea of what we could do today. Right. Exactly. But, But it's important when you're a list person to know we could do this, but if you are into something else, let's go with it. Because when you can ask yourself the question, what do, what are we really doing here? Well, we're trying to build curiosity and wonder and we're trying to build discovery, right? Yep. And she was building that in those moments and yep. she's going to take that, those feelings of, wow, that was so cool that I kept trying and trying and trying. And I finally succeeded. She's going to carry that with her throughout her life where you know, in calculus as she gets older, where I just cannot get cosine and sine and tangent. I just can't get that. Wait, then is that calculus she, or is that trig? Oh, see, this is what scares me, Emily. What if I get there and I'm like, oh, my kids never learned trig. I don't know. I don't know. Do they like, I don't know. And we hey, know that know, math is important, by the way. We know that it's like the foundation for all the things. So for all the things. For all the things, what you're what you're creating in your daughter is you're creating a learner mindset. You're creating, not you're creating, but you're providing this environment where she's experimenting, where she's trying, where she's failing, and where that's okay. And she can get up and try again. And she's going to try it from this angle and that angle. And there's some bigger, bigger learning going on there than let's sit down and discuss Abraham Lincoln's <laughs> 
uh, Emancipation Proclamation, which, <laughs> which you know, from that flip side, see Seda, you let your daughter be creative. You let her develop a love of learning in that moment. From a of another perspective, a couple weeks ago, I was in my list mode, mm-hmm. and that day on my list, we were going to discuss the Emancipation Proclamation. And, and my six, one, my six year old, I have I have several students in in the uh, Prenda, but my six year old was like, I don't want to do it, and I was like, You are doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so I came in it from a. That was one of my days where I was like, you know, I could have done autonomy better that day. But it's important to know. And I love what you said there at the beginning, that there are the beautiful days and they happen. And then you have the other days where you're like, "Ooh, that could have been better. But I almost think, Seda, and, and tell me what you think about this, is essentially us as guides. And I think almost you're a working mom and you're doing Prenda family. So I, I think this this correlates, especially with Prenda family working mothers, is we're essentially doing our own create project every day with what we have, where we look at our schedule and we're like, okay, this is, these are the times that we can do these yep. things. And these are the resources that we have. Uh, guys, what what are we going to create today? So So essentially we are in create mode and and we are becoming All the times as guides with our kids as well how how are we going to create with this and with Maylee on the trampoline that was an opportunity for your brain to be like okay what are we going to create with this this is this is what we've got today this is what we're working with today so when you look at it that way it's we're all on our own empowerment journey absolutely that is a beautiful way to put it because it is I, I make a schedule every week, you know, and I try to involve the kids as much as possible, but I need to have something in my pocket that if we're in a space where we do need something, I want to be, I want to be prepared. Even if it's just bust the pipe cleaners out and let's play with the pipe cleaners while we listen to Carnival of the Animals, right? Like we're going to listen to the Carnival of the Animals and we're going to try to identify them. And then we're going to go on and it's not going to be it doesn't have to be huge, but I knew where the pipe cleaners were and I knew which classical piece I wanted to choose. So I had that prepared and and we make it work. And I think that you you just described that perfectly. Because I know for me, when I do let things feel really big or when I do let those worries that I'm not doing it right, whatever right looks like, when I do get those, what I have to do is I have to go back to the schedule I got in my first training over a year ago, and I took the the sample schedule for my Prenda training, and I printed it out. I, I got a screenshot of it, and I printed it out, and I taped it on my wall. And on those days when I don't have a plan or when I'm like, oh, nothing, will, nothing is working. Like, we are all out of sorts. I don't want to do this. I cannot get the Play-Doh out because Play-Doh and glitter are hard for me <laughs> as a mom. Or we're just not feeling this activity. What I know is I go back to my schedule and I just look at this and I say, all right, there's always a mystery science we like, or we are a family of study. There is always a nature study because hi outside. (laughs) We've been there before. Um, Or just exploration. There is always something that we want to talk about together. And there's always questions to ask. And part of this cultivating curiosity and empowering learners is, for me, 
it's them knowing that they can ask questions, that there's always another thing to be curious about. And then the key for me as their parent slash guide is giving them the opportunities to find the answer because that's the key, right? To feeling like you have that autonomy, that agency, and that motivation. If I'm curious about something, I can figure out where to go. I can figure out who to ask. I can figure out how to learn this. And again, that doesn't always look the way I want it to. And that's why sometimes I just get out of the way or I go back to my basics. I go back to my schedule. I ask a question. And more importantly, I ask them the question because they always have one. Even if sometimes the question is, mom, was that not your best plan? That comes off often. And sometimes the answer is yes. And then I get to model a whole other skill, (laughs) which is we sometimes don't get things right the first time and we try again. And there we go. It's a great skill. That's a life skill right there that you're modeling right there. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I could tell you sometime about um, my ability to get lost with my GPS on Mm. when I overinterpret instructions. That's and, and also having the kids in the car and then being like, Mom, weren't you supposed to turn back there? That's another great question that they ask. Well, that's a great opportunity then to make that a create. Say, okay, I'm going to create a learning experience from what we have right now. And the learning experience is, is that when you take a wrong turn, you just got to circle back, right? You can always circle back, you guys. Oh my goodness. There is the metaphor, right? I took the wrong turn with my kiddo when I was trying to entice her inside and away from what she had planned. And I circled back. Nicely done. Nicely Look done. At that. Look at that full circle that you just did for us. I love that, Seda. Seda, this conversation has been so great. I'm so grateful that you, you were able to come on, share your stories. This was real. I feel inspired by this. It's good to know and hear that nobody has it right or perfect all the time. Mm-hmm. I think I, I heard, I told you this before, Seda, but I'll, I'll tell us to our listeners is I was listening to a a nationally acclaimed homeschooler speak in a conference once. And she said, do you want to know how many perfect days we have in our homeschool? And I was, I was ready to hear every day because I've got it (laughs) because I've written books and you know, you all know my names and you you paid money to visit me in this conference. So I've got it. Right. And I was, I was ready to hear that. And she said, probably one in every 10 days is what I would call a perfect day for us. And I was, I was shocked by that, but I was also relieved by that, you know, like, oh, okay. So, so it's okay if I feel like I'm creating with each day, if I'm creating with what I've been given. So I I love that you shared those experiences. I think it's important for all of us to know. Yeah. Do you have any final words for us before we end? I, oh, I have a challenge. I'm not going to quiz you anymore, but I have a challenge. Okay. And the challenge is let's spend the next week and let's get back together and see if you can make a list, a whole different list for yourself and see if you can watch your kids and find those learning moments, those unscripted, totally self-driven, child-led learning moments. And I would love to hear what you discover. Okay. I will practice my creativity and and really try to see the learning moments in what my, what my children decide to do. I love that. Awesome. Thank you, Seda, so much. 
And that ends our conversation today with Seda Gilbert. I always learn so much from her and love her stories and insight. And I look forward to the next time we can talk to her on this podcast. And just as a reminder to our listeners, the opinions and comments shared in this podcast are not the official opinions and comments of Prenda. The purpose of this podcast is to continue an ongoing conversation about education and empowerment. If you would like to continue this conversation with us in person, join our lunch and chat every Thursday at 12 p.m. Arizona time. Everyone is welcome. And that wraps up this episode for the day. Tune in next week for the first of a two-part series on self-compassion taught to us by ASU educator Amy Reesing. We're going to talk about the commonly asked question of, I constantly don't feel like I do enough. How do I know when I have done enough? In this series, Amy's going to share with us a much-needed message about being compassionate with ourselves, which couldn't we all use more of? So you won't want to miss it. See you next time.